1: I am here with my friend, Tracy. I am here with my delightful friend, Amber. And we are the Road de Tarvalen. As you know, a Wheel of Time podcast. Today, we are going back to our, what are we calling these ones again?
0: Uncharted? Yeah. Our Uncharted yeah. episode? We haven't done one in a minute. We're
1: Uncharted today.
0: It's yeah. been about,
1: I want to say like six months or something, but it,
0: it's time. I think it was when you were visiting. Was the last time we did it. Yeah. And that was in May, I want to say. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But anywho, since we are scriptless today, wandering, roaming (laughs) free, (laughs) I wanted to talk a little bit more about all the news and everything that's been going on since last week. Because that was just wild. Yeah. Lots and lots of stuff happening lots of new information, and too, after watching the little sneak peek for season two, I've changed my mind on some things.
0: Okay, I want to hear, I want to hear where you've changed your mind.
1: Okay, so first thing is I had been so hung up on this one actress that people were assuming could be Lanfear. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm changing my mind. I don't think it's her at all. I think she's one of our Sean Chen, High Lady, Sue Roth, maybe. Mm. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I don't think anybody knows who has been cast for Lanfear. Like I don't think there's even an inkling of like anyone who's taking this role. I don't think anyone has a clue. I don't think that they've been named anywhere. I think they've been keeping it top secret. That's my, that's my thoughts on that.
0: I can see that. I mean, there haven't been any names associated with any of the leaks that we still don't know who they belong to yet. And I feel like Landfear would probably be a pretty big one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And too, I'm, I'm really interested in this bloody woman. Oh my gosh, what is that? The teaser trailer. I mean, I really think that's Rand's hand. And if it's not Rand, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it's Matt. Ooh. Just because we've got some good symbolism here. Matt, red hand, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, how interesting would it be if he's holding this bloody hand in his dream? What if he woke up and like no one's there and then he looks at the palm of his hand and it's covered in blood?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's like a some
1: foreshadowing foreshadowing uh, band of the red hand
0: yeah yeah that's the word that I was looking for like this is something that will potentially be coming out later that has like a, a story behind it a deeper story that's what
1: I'm thinking yeah so if it's not Rand I would say Matt it's not Perrin the skin tone is wrong mm-hmm. but it is like I'm looking on my large monitor and I'm like okay like it's a hairy arm, <laughs> you know? It's, it's not a feminine, dainty Mm-mm. hand. It's it a sure is it. Hand.
0: That's a good point. And, I mean, Christian in chat just said Matt had bloody hands in season one. So maybe that does have it lean towards Matt more. Yeah. I think that it's Rand. Like, just first watch through, I kind of assumed that that's who that was.
1: I'd have to scroll through, like the whole series and see if there's any shots where it's, like, close up on Rand's hand. Mm -hmm. But I think it's him. Mm -hmm. I do.
0: Yeah. And I do, like, I think that the actress that you're thinking about, the one that you started discussing, I'm going to put her as High Lady Saruth. Thinking about it like that makes me feel like that's on point for that character in my head. Like, stately, beautiful. She looks like she can be really imposing. Like, all the things that made us think maybe this is going to be our land fear. I think that could translate really well into a High Lady Saroth. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially since she's going to be in the series for a while, you know? It wouldn't hurt to introduce someone strong and attractive with that kind of presence for someone that will potentially be through the entire series, depending on what they do with the storyline, of course, but... Not a bad place to introduce this person, I think.
1: Yeah. I have big, big questions about the group seated at the table. It's not exactly a round table. It's,
0: but a, it's the Shadow Pal Tea Party. It's so much more demure. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason in my head, I just
1: pictured that as like this massive gathering with at least like 50 people in a room
0: yes and they're all circulating and eyeing each other through their masks and sizing each other up like a much wider group of people yeah and as I
1: look at this shot there is a very kind of like mishmash group of people here some of the people seated at the table have Ishmael's similar Age of Legends-styled, like, cuffs on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the outfit seems similar to his, yeah. where I'm like, okay, that's probably another Forsaken, because who else would be wearing that? Mm-hmm. But then there's some people seated there. One looks like a very, very small person, like it could almost be a child. Mm-hmm. And then another one is wearing full white gloves, which look very white
0: cloak. So perhaps not a group of Forsaken, but a group of high-standing dark friends with a smattering of Forsaken?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think that there's some Forsaken here, uh-huh. and the rest are just high-ranking dark friends.
0: Yeah, that would make sense, especially since it, that's kind of how it is done in the book series with the Shadow Pal Social, where it's all the dark friends gathered together in one Balsman telling them what to expect. So, yeah, it's interesting that they choose a round table, though. You think? I do. I know that seems kind of weird, but like there's something about a table that has a head and a foot to it, if you will that mm-hmm. does not really allow for fluid and equal conversation frequently which is why round tables are so nice you can see everybody you can talk to everybody I mean, oh it's a defense thing it's not an equality thing tracy you're so dumb it's a defense thing never mind the round table's perfect
1: <laughs> elaborate elaborate
0: okay so what i what i'm thinking of is like If you were trying to establish, like, a position of power, you would have, like, a table with, like, a head at, and you'd be, like, the guy at the top of the table, like, looking down at everybody.
1: Yeah, like the Ashamayel head position.
0: Exactly. And maybe you don't even have a chair at the end of the table so that there's just one, you know, head Mm -hmm. guy. There's no confusing who the leader of the group is. But if you have a round table and they're all sitting in that image, You can't tell who's Mm -hmm. actually going to be like straight out the gate, the lead of this group of people, but it also allows for them to be able to clearly see each other at all times. It's much harder to see what's going on at the foot end of a table when you're sitting at the head end of a table versus looking at someone from almost any angle at a round table. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So there's no risky business happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like defense tactic. You know, like
1: I'm like, like, I'm
0: thinking Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and equality and blah, blah, blah. But that's not the Forsaken. (laughs) This is true. Defense. That's them fully like not letting somebody else get ahead of them because they can't see what they're doing clearly. And I mean, all of has to do to like establish his authority is stand up and start walking around the table like in The Untouchables. With Al Capone in his baseball bat. <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm really confused about this one person who looks very small. Like, is it perhaps, like, an older woman who's just, you
0: know, like, tiny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it a mm. child? Gosh, a child would be so weird. Right? Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: Okay, so, like, high-ranking dark friends usually are high-ranking because of their status in whatever group they've infiltrated. So if they're in the White Tower, you know, thinking Mistress of the Novices or something like that. Full spoilers, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But you would think, you know, like maybe High Lords and Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm, like that. And mm -hmm. when I think of a child, no one really comes to mind.
0: Mm -hmm. And I mean other than the fact that no one would expect a child what would the purpose of having a child among powerful dark friends serve other than being like kind of creepy right or like a spy or something i'm totally for that i am totally for that give me some wicked smart creepy little kiddo dark friend i will eat that shit up
1: Yeah, it's always more scary, more terrifying when it's like...
0: When it's like a little
1: kid. Yeah, well, like the idea of innocence being Mm -hmm. corrupted just has that extra layer of
0: ick. Yeah, yeah. I I would be okay with that. I am trying to think if, like, there are any cultures or races or anything in the Wheel of Time that has, like, a shorter-than-average height associated to it, and I just... Nothing comes to mind. Sharns maybe, hmm. but I don't remember hearing anything that they were like particularly short. So maybe not.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's, it doesn't really seem like there's any good, obvious choices on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Hmm. It's a. Hmm. Yeah, I want to go on here. Sure. I don't know. Was there? I mean, had you have you've watched it again? Was there anything that you that jumped out? That you thought maybe,
0: you know, nothing that you haven't already mentioned. Like for me, it's it's more the adjustment of it going from, you know, the shadow pal party that we always talk about. That's been living in my head for like years to this mm-hmm. much more somber like board meeting event. Like I, I I like that they're going it looks like they're going to keep it. It looks like they're going to keep that line of the story. But I really wish that they would have done party mode with the creepy little kid servers. What are they called? What are those?
1: The Zomara.
0: Yeah. 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 No Zomara. No Zomara. Boo.
1: Go home, Amazon.
0: <laughs> this was a perfect opportunity to introduce a creepy element of the Wheel of Time. And I mean, seriously, you can't tell me that that set would have been or costumes for that would have been so outlandishly expensive that you couldn't have done it.
1: Well, maybe like maybe they'll be introduced. Maybe we'll have some Zomara bringing in Ooh, trays okay, of yes. wine or something later. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will be much happier if they do that because I feel like that again, really easy, creepy element to throw in to like what the Forsaken will do. Because I mean, the Zomara are an Agonor creation. So it's stories within stories to, like, catch the audience. And I think that that would be a missed opportunity if they didn't do something like that, like just have them bring in drinks. Yeah, someone
1: commented on our YouTube video of our reaction to this part, and they had said, I don't think this is forsaken because there's no reason they would cover their face. Mm
0: -hmm. But I
1: disagree Mm -hmm. because... The Forsaken are a surprise. It's something to be revealed later. If you saw their face at this party, mm-hmm. then when they show up, you'd be like, oh, look, Ravine, hey, that was the guy meeting with the Shamayil. Clearly he's a bad guy, Ooh. you know, yeah. <laughs> like that kind yeah. of destroys any mm-hmm. any surprise, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and it just kind of feels like the right kind of uh, accessory and vibe for the situation. You know, yeah,
1: the masks just
0: add to it. And I mean, if somebody wasn't sitting there wearing a mask, wouldn't that kind of give away the fact that they weren't necessarily among the other dark friends? And maybe they wouldn't want that part revealed either. Yeah. I mean, even if it,
1: you know, besides the whole surprise aspect. Mm hmm you would want the other forsaken to be able to voice their opinions without Mm. some lowly dark friends being like i sat across Mm. the table from (laughs) you know lanfear and whomever Mm. like there's no need to really give that away i don't think there's the one person who's like all in red yeah and it looks like a dress Uh i want to say like it's very very flowy you know what i mean like it's it looks like there's a lot of fabric there. It's not like a slim cut mm-hmm. little dress. Like it looks really big mm-hmm. and like nobility. It looks expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: almost wondering like is this maybe a Grendel or Lanfear? Because there's not much color anywhere else.
0: Well, and or a red
1: sister. It could be a red sister. But everything that we've seen so far from the red Aja has looked almost military
0: yeah you know but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's gonna like be the direction that they keep you know like we know that there were problems with supply lines and materials and whatnot and that some of the costumes weren't quite what they had maybe fully envisioned them to be so maybe we're going to get like a costume upgrade this season and start seeing some of those more elaborate styles that robert jordan uses so well for costuming people because i would like to see that please yeah it could be but i just it does have a more samurai grand feel though
1: yeah and like i i love kate fleetwood mm-hmm. and i love you know the idea of maybe it being a red sister sitting here mm-hmm. but i'm not sure if you would want to dedicate like that amount of mm-hmm. fabric mm-hmm. and wardrobe and money to this one character who's only going to wear this costume and it'd be Leandrin. Like, I would expect this being forsaken and not just, I don't know, some random dark friend unless they are like royalty.
0: Right. And or a different red sister. Because Leandrin in the books isn't the head of the black aja it's uh what's her face galena is that right galena Mm Mhm. and so i mean perhaps this is her perhaps this is i mean i don't really want to like hypothesize too much because i (laughs) don't i totally agree with you that it just feels more it's got a forsaken vibe to it yeah it's
1: it's very extravagant and I mean mm-hmm. I know like the reds are to an extent but from what we've seen in the show I mean this costume that this person in red is wearing it looks really intricate and it looks really mm-hmm. classy and I don't see any Aes wearing that that amount that yardage of fabric except mm-hmm. the Amarlin seat
0: <laughs> yeah but that's yeah, just me point.
1: no that's a great point even seeing all of the sitters there in that mm-hmm. one episode, like, none of them are wearing something like this. And that's, mm-hmm. like, that's their full regalia, right? Like, this should be the event that they would be the most dressed up for. Yeah. So I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Curious. Curious and curiouser.
0: <laughs> I would not mind a room like this, though. The only thing it's really missing are bookshelves. Just tons of bookshelves. And this is, like, my dream research room
1: <laughs> yeah it's all right i mean the layout is fine the chairs look kind of cool ishmael has got the coolest the biggest fanciest chair of course these weird nondescript fireplaces look similar to how it's described in the book where it's like fire but not giving off any warmth like it looks mm. cold and kind of like damp almost inside of there it does yeah
0: I think the next little spot isn't it, like right after that is the the Shanchen moment. Did you want to move on the from Torm. This to that? Yeah.
1: Team Torm. No, I just there's not really a lot here in this shot that I feel like we didn't already go over in our video.
0: That's true. We were very thorough. <laughs> well, except I can't <laughs> get
1: over how cool the buildings look here. And this reminds me of, like, coastal, I want to say.
0: Like beach living? Yeah, it looks
1: almost like Baltic Ocean style.
0: Rustic boho beach style. (laughs) Kind of.
1: It's just this, like, reed-style roof where they Mm -hmm. use, like, what's available in that region. Yeah, For, like, roofing.
0: And easy to replace and repair. Oh, I don't know if it's easy, but it's... I mean, compared to, like, tiles or wooden shingles, you know, like, if they're living right by a coastline, my bet is their shit gets knocked down pretty frequently, and so if they had to, like, constantly be, like, creating new tiles and whatnot or getting the resources to re-roof things, it would just be exhausting, whereas, like, just getting clumps of straw and, well, grasses this looks like from your your surroundings
1: I I would say this is would be more exhausting because
0: really yeah
1: because you would have to redo this every two years or something like this isn't just like just throw another bundle of grass on the roof like it takes time and you have to there's a lot of maintenance and upkeep you have to redo those every like three or four years but if it was thatch like if it or if it was like tile something that was standing up to the test of time and the salt and the air like you would have way more time before having to like redo all of this so i i get the feel that this is just obviously like lower class like it's not
0: well that's that's the other thing is like if this is your home what you have for resources is going to be incredibly limited and wheel of time world historically like thatch roofing like this like using reeds for roofing reeds for flooring reeds for walls is like the most common way of creating a roof when you have limited time and limited resources and this looks like survival to me this looks like our shit gets knocked down all the time and we just do the best we can with what we've got and anything else would just be exhaustive but i don't know and i also don't know what kind of access they have to people who could either make wooden shingles or create tiles we get stuck on the weirdest shit yeah no i like it though it's interesting
1: because it's a really big building
0: it is it is
1: it's possible this isn't even where someone lives this could be Mm. Something set up like on the coastline in terms of like a port of entry or something, like where. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Like stop here before going forward. Like a harbor master
1: or something.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think that this shot is really artistic. And I don't frequently say that when looking at television because I think that it's easy to like. Either over deer or under or whatever. But this is such a striking scene. I love the colors. I love the way that they're blended. I love the roughness of the huts. This is, to me, two thumbs up. I would make this like the background on my computer. I just think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, there's something about that almost turquoise blue yeah. on the spears of yeah. the Shan shan. Soldiers that's just really vibrant and feels luxurious, you know, mixed with this, like, dark red and the gold.
0: Exactly, exactly. Their armor and shit is no fucking joke. That shit, damn. Money, skill, time, it's impressive. If you were just hanging out at the beach with your family and this crew walks up to you, would you shit your pants? Cause I might. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and the one guy, like, he's got this.
1: I don't know if you've got yours open right now, but I the do, one that's I like do. that has his arm on Uno's shoulder, yeah. like he's holding like a Shenzhen baseball bat. It's, it's ridiculous. It's the, the
0: poem thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just. I. Yes. Ah, oh, that's so good. But I'm I'm really loving it. The the plating on the little mm-hmm. sash belt type thing mm-hmm. almost looks similar to the the canopy on the woman that we are mm-hmm. guessing is high is, is Suroth's, high like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. It almost looks similar, like this almost like lizard snakeskin like yes. print on mm-hmm. it. And then, of course, like the Grom – not Grom. Grom, 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 Grom. Of course, the (laughs) Torm shoulder pad. Your true intentions show,
0: Amber. We know. We know. Grom, Grom, Grom,
1: (laughs) It just – it looks cool. It looks really cool.
0: I agree. And I'm really glad that we're kind of coming back and taking a closer look at this because I think there's a lot to appreciate in what's being shown. Like, my hope – dear universe is that season two is like an explosion of what wheel of time can be. And that season one was a rough draft that everyone just has to get through (laughs) to -hmm. get to season two. And then it's exactly in line with the books. Everyone can be like, you know what book one, you have to do the same thing. Season one, get through it. You're going to be okay. Season two is going to be amazing. That's what I want. And I think it's possible. Like, oh, my God, when we get to that Aguin moment, I might just, like, shut down and cry. I can't wait to see what she's going to do. I can't wait. I can't wait, Amber. I'm so stoked for this show. What do you think? Okay. I know. I sound what? like a kid. I feel like a 16-year-old. I'm like, yay!
1: <laughs> Why do you think Uno's the one that they grabbed? Is it just, um, like, his language? Because he like-
0: looks intimidating. <laughs> do you think it was like
1: you know being like, I'm not swearing any flaming yes. bloody oaths, and yes. then they grab him, and yes. like, that's it.
0: And they're like, you have a choice.
1: Because mm-hmm. that's
0: what the Shan Chen do. Like, this is very, like, I really think that Say the oaths though... or become Torm food. <laughs> <laughs> come here, Torm, come here. Who's your good Torm? Yeah, I think what this will be, like, how it's kind of set up in the little teaser is for it to look like, they are potentially being captured. But I think what this will probably end up being is a scene where we see the chen come into a place and you swear the oaths, this is our power. Reverse that. This is our power. <laughs> swear the oaths. Uno's still not really having it. And this is them saying yes, and he knows he has a bigger mission, so he swears these oaths. And then the chen move on and everybody is shaken up. But we get this really intense example of what they can and will do and our main characters still don't have like this weird quandary to try to get out of like mm-hmm. another capture of the strong This
1: could totally be like close to the entrance where Away Gate is Ooh. and they pop through. Oh my gosh. And like this is what they've <laughs> set up here on the beach where like any ships coming up, any people coming through like perhaps this building the Shanchen have just taken and mm-hmm. like that's their little headquarters here. Yeah. And they can just like grab people as they come through. Really? Yeah. This is, <laughs> you know, this is our, our land now. Say the oaths and you can go mm-hmm. through. You can go farther inland or, you know, not and snack mm-hmm. for my pets.
0: Snack for my pets. I love it.
1: Okay, so there's the Image like right after that of Perrin mm-hmm. kneeling with someone, and the scenery in the background looks like the same building.
0: I'm gonna bet this is the same scene, and this is our moment where they also have to swear the oaths that the Shianten require so that they can keep moving forward with mm-hmm. their mission. That's what I. That's why I think this is. That's why I think Perrin looks so upset about this. He's like i don't want to do this but i have to do this and the i know is what i think him. is
1: funny is like i don't want to say oaths that i don't mean like i <laughs> you know like i can't lie i'm like oh god just say the ohs just say the ohs no one
0: i must be a really terrible person because when people are like i'm gonna swear this oath and it's this unbreakable thing i'm like is it though is it well, that's what
1: I'm saying. It's like it's under duress, so it doesn't mean anything. So does it doesn't
0: mean anything? So you're just saying it to save your life? Just act the part. It's okay. It's going to be all right, Perrin. It's going to be all right. I mean, it's not. It's right it really person. isn't. But it'll be fun to watch.
1: I'm excited for Perrin. I'm excited for all the Sean Chan stuff. I'm having a hard time really getting excited about Moraine's plot line. Like, yeah? the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. It just, it's not really, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be nice for like Rosamund Pike to give this emotional performance, you know, but at the same time, I think after watching that last episode of House of the Dragon with Patty Constantine, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, is anybody going to be able to give me those kind of feels? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying to think of who.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about poor Moraine, like, being shielded or cut off, probably shielded. But I just, I don't know. Like, maybe it's because I know what happens in the book where it's just kind of like, eh, well, I don't know. The only thing that would shock me is if she, you know, blew 42, tackled Lanfear through... (laughs) the twisted what is it the is it the The,
0: twisted yeah the redstone yeah Uh, yeah doorway
1: whatever it is Mm -hmm. if that happened i would be shocked and Mm -hmm. absolutely like you know mouth hanging open but the fact that she's been shielded or whatever this just isn't a plot point that i'm very interested in
0: it does seem to be sidelined quite a bit in comparison to the other storylines that we're going to get more attention drawn to. And perhaps that's actually intentional. Like, Rosamond Pike isn't exactly like a small-time actress, and we know Moraine at some point is going to be dipping out of the storyline for a good, like, what, five books? If they do that. If they do that. But if they end up having to, like, accelerate their storyline somehow then perhaps Moraine's exit is going to be happening much sooner than we are expecting. And so like almost disconnect or pulling back of her character so that the other story. And I mean, that makes sense. It really, really, really makes sense. Moraine is like a conduit for the story in so many ways. And if she's, In her own struggle while also in this struggle while all of the rest of them are going through their own struggles, it kind of, I don't want to say it gets lost, but it it definitely doesn't feel as strongly the center of the storyline as it did in season one. And I think that that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's, it's totally fine. But just as in terms of like an entertainment.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think it's something that would like lose people?
1: No. No, I think it's just a me thing.
0: <laughs> you don't think because anyone I... else feels that way about Maureen? It's just you? No, I mean,
1: she can, the woman can act. Like, she's yes. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure anything that she does is going to be very emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like, as a book reader, you know, it's like, okay, well, we know it doesn't last. So, like, watching the suffering or whatever, just... I feel like cut off from it a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can understand that for sure.
1: But I also think, too, like I'm really confused, I guess, about her going to Kyrian unless she's chasing Rand there because we know she's going to be there now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a minute.
1: Her being in Kyrian? Mm Mm-hmm. She said she's going there, so. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm thinking about New Spring where it's like Moraine, where it's like you could either A, go to Kyrian or B, run away from the White Tower. She chooses B, clearly. So like for her to go to Kyrian is a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. And I can't picture her going there because, okay, I take that back. If she can't go to the Tower, she can't mm-hmm. go to the White Tower mm-hmm. because her oath that she took
0: mm-hmm.
1: isn't the second largest library in Kyrian. Yeah. So that could be a place she goes for answers. I mean, we had previously speculated that she had went to Adelius and Van uh-huh. for answers. Uh-huh. But she could go to the library in Kyrian for answers looking up manuscripts on prophecy forsaken etc and while she's there she could end up getting invited to lord Barthanis's soiree (laughs) i mean to me that would be much more entertaining than her being like
0: i don't know what to do i've been cut off that actually has a level of appeal to it and danger you know like she's vulnerable there are a few things she has left to her without being able to channel. She can't even mm-hmm. go back to Tarvalen. So, what does she have left if not her family name and position?
1: Yeah, and dangerous because if she walks into Kyrian, everyone's going to be thinking that she's playing Duste Mar and that you know Maureen Domadred's back. Is she coming to? make a claim to the throne is this happening is that happening and she can't channel she can't defend herself exactly land can defend her but what is she gonna do you know Mm -hmm. so like this puts her in a much more precarious situation being in kyrian Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i agree but that could make it more fun yeah
1: yeah i would rather focus on that than her wandering around Mm-hmm. Upset that she's been cut off or shielded or whatever.
0: I don't really think that they would ever like let her mope for too long.
1: In your opinion, what would too long be?
0: Past one episode. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. But I, I'm like worried that it's going to be yeah. If they drag that. that shit out, I'm gonna be real <laughs> upset about it, Moraine? Mm. Get your shit together. Yeah. Find Al-Deeb. Go become Queen of the Forest or whatever. I don't know. But like, I just... <laughs> queen of the Forest. <laughs> On Al-Deeb. <laughs> riding through the Forest. I, I love that scene of her in, in the first season when she's, like, riding Al-Deeb to the way gate. It's so... It's such a beautifully powerful scene. Yeah. But I just... I, I think that they would be... I think they would be missing out if they gave moraine like a long drawn out oh my god i can't channel anymore because i and she's i just don't see her being that person anyway i and i don't see rosamund pike sitting in on the writing on it and being like um yeah i'm totally fine being mopey girl for like four episodes that sounds great i'll do that
1: <laughs> yeah but unless it's like being brought to her like this is the emotional impact like this is your Emmy, you know, this is your whatever, like this broken woman. Because, like, I feel like a lot of the times those are those types of roles
0: right? that get, like, right
1: accolades. What if
0: instead of it being, like, you're going to get your Emmy for being a broken woman, it is you get your Emmy for being broken, pulling your shit together, and kicking ass? I'd rather have that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, not, not to say that anyone else wouldn't want that, I hope. But I feel like life is always going to pull shit you don't expect. You are always going to find yourself flat on your face at some point in your life. And to survive, you have to adapt. And so if they were like, here's Moraine D'Amadred. <laughs> And, you know, what if, what if, like, later on in, like, the, the teaser where we see Nynaeve and she's, like, sword playing, what if that actually is part of the training of all, ex- And you know what, no, I take that back. I still think it's just a naive thing.
1: I think it's just a Nynaeve thing.
0: Yeah, I do. I don't see Moraine being like, yes, I shall wield a sword. That just doesn't, that doesn't, no. She's more, she's a brain person. <laughs> yeah it'd be cool if she was yeah. like like she likes defense. fence moraine is she likes to that's what she is
1: if you like what you hear rate and review us anywhere you listen to the podcast this helps new listeners find the show
0: this podcast is brought to you by you if you'd like to fund the show and receive cool stuff while doing it check out the road to tarvalen on patreon all tiers can join us weekly for live recordings on our discord server Lastly, our
1: Wheel of Time shop has a new web address and international shipping is finally live. Find all the links in our show notes and thanks for listening and joining us on the road to Tarvalen. I like how in the little teaser reel, we have images of Lana Nynaeve back to back. So it's like an image of Nynaeve in this beachy, Mm -hmm. I don't know... Field, Mm
0: -hmm. and then we have
1: Lan doing his sword forms, and then Mm -hmm. it goes to Nynaeve holding a sword. So I think that's kind of interesting that Mm. it's presented in that way.
0: Like the more I sit here and watch it and still format, the more I'm like, damn, that's really pretty. The attention to detail is really good, guys. I'm happy. I'm I'm a happy girl.
1: Do you have any speculation on what Nynaeve is holding in her hand?
0: Oh. You know, I hadn't even noticed that she was holding something in her hand.
1: It's not a rock. It's a boulder.
0: <laughs> is that what that is?
1: I mean, herb pouch? I don't know. It
0: has like a square look to it, though, doesn't it, the way that she's holding it? Like a teeny tiny little book. I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know either. I'm
1: not getting a square vibe from it. I don't know. It's probably... It might not even matter.
0: What if it's a Tarongriol? What if it's like a dream tarangriel? And she's like It could in, be. Like Teleron or something.
1: Or her accepted test. Ooh, yeah. That would be good too. I mean, it it does have this dreamy like... It quality really does. to it.
0: It does. the The tone of it has either a... Dreamy quality or quasi romantic quality to it. Right,
1: right, 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 right. Yeah, right. right.
0: I like either one, and I think this is lovely. Again, really. (laughs) I'm gonna say this a lot. Apparently, really beautifully filmed.
1: Yeah, I know that some people aren't really into the naive dagger sword fighting or whatever. They're wrong. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Like, I understand where it's not like,
0: oh, like, Nynaeve, she's... I think it's perfect. I mean, seriously, I think it is absolutely perfect. The way that Nynaeve comes out of the pool of water and, like, takes out that trollic and then does that fucking braid flip, she is a warrior. She deserves a fucking sword with a heron mark on it by the end of the series. I would fucking love that make Nynaeve a blade master give it to me yeah and i mean
1: that's i don't care if she's a blade master or whatever and here's the thing like it may not fit with Nynaeve's book character right but it fits with
0: the tv character exactly
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah and i i kind of like it why can't she be both I'm getting scared looking through all of these
1: stills <laughs> of this yeah. teaser because every single image of Moraine, it's like, she's wet, she's sad, she's crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, poor Rosamond Pike. What did they do to you this season? Oh, poor woman. Like, if she does not end up at least having a fancy dress and cocktail and Kyrie and, and
0: just... <laughs> a good old gal's night out. Right, it's so yeah. not
1: fair. Like, like can you like look at all of these people for the Sean Chen dressed to the T, right? Swans looking great. Oh, nynaeve has yeah. got some nice outfit changes, it seems. And then there's Maureen in the dark, in the yeah. cold, in the well, in the
0: holding in the a bath, dagger, holding a dagger, You're looking desperate.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like. Poor Rosamond, what they do to you, girl. This is awful. How dare they? How dare they do this? To On you? a
0: completely unrelated note to like that, her skin's great. <laughs> okay. I think Rosamund Pike I mean, has gorgeous skin. Gorgeous. It's moisturized
1: with tears, apparently. <laughs> Season two.
0: (laughs) Her secret beauty regiment is weeping on a daily (laughs) basis. (laughs) <laughs> just uh, i don't know ah I don't know. that's so terrible and so funny at the same time maybe that's
1: the thing maybe i'm just like i, I don't want to see maureen suffer so extending yeah. that is just gonna make me sad and make me a little i just bored. If, if it happens
0: if yeah it happens. i don't i don't think it will i really just don't i feel like that's not a route they're gonna let her take but i mean I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I am I am interested in her storyline. Like, I really am curious because it's just taken such a big path away from the book series. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, what are they going to do with it? Like, what's their creative idea for how this is going to look when they're done with it? And that gets me kind of excited.
1: <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm starting to think, too, that this scene of Rand tied to the wheel
0: (laughs) is for (laughs) is for all the thirsty uh yosha fans out there sorry well his pants like he's wearing really nice really nice pants
1: he's yeah he's wearing really nice pants so either he's already gotten a new wardrobe change and this is like Mm. fancy pants Rand Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the books, this would, you know, after he leaves Valdara, he has new clothes. And the TV right. show, we don't know where he gets his upgrade.
0: I guess. Alternatively, if this is a dreamscape sequence, then the dreamer could have him wearing kind of
1: anything they want.
0: Fancy pants, apparently. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but in the TV show, did they do that in the last episode when he's with Egwene? Wasn't he in a standard, like, two rivers?
0: Yeah. hmm. Whatever. And he was still wearing that when he walked away from Moraine, too, at the end. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, like, and he looks really clean, too. He does. Like he's been wandering the desert.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hydrated.
1: Hydrated.
0: Which is a weird thing to notice, but at the same time, it's those details that they've done a really good job of adding in, and I think that they're really important because it adds, like, a a layer of realism to it. Like, in this, he looks well cared for. He's well-fed. He hasn't been starving while he's traveling you know, like well,
1: I mean, I the mean, shot maybe. of his abs. I I don't know. <laughs> he looks like he's on a broccoli and chicken breast diet.
0: <laughs> okay, so he's not emaciated. <laughs> I guess is what yeah, I'm saying.
1: You know how dehydrated people make themselves before they have to look real cut like this. Yes, he was yes. training. He was going all in for that shot. All- I mean
0: that's all i he keep thinking great. of too is like man those dudes must spend a lot of time in the gym together because i Doesn't mean he look
1: like the da vinci guy on the wheel the, with ana- the what
0: is it the anatomy of man or yeah is that what it's yeah. called i know exactly what you're talking about yes yeah and yes do we get like a full pan of this is he just like chained by his wrists i feel like that's all we get is like
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just from the top half. Like, I don't think that there's anything below.
0: I just didn't know if there was, like, like if he was also, like, chained down to the bottom or if he was just standing. I am curious as to what they're going to do with this.
1: I wonder if this was intentional. What do you mean? Just Rand looking like this Leonardo da Vinci sketch. Hmm. Divine connection between human form and the universe. Yes, that's you, Rand.
0: That's you. That's you. He always knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? After talking through rings of power, we like kind of saw a couple things that were like reminiscent of different artwork. Exactly, and the the symbol of justice with Queen um, Muriel. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And. I think those kinds of things brought into modern media, like what we see, has like this really lovely impact on us, whether we realize it subconsciously or not, because it is part of our art forms. And Mm -hmm. I think it gives us a reason to go back and look at those things again. So I'm going to say, yes, this is an intentional connection with a darker purpose behind it.
1: Yeah, I still think that this is a sequence where he's being talked to by one of the Forsaken or something, and they're, like, trying to make the point about the wheel needing to be broken, and we're all chained to it, and blah de blah
0: blah I agree with you on that for sure. I can't think of another group of people at this point. Mm, Radaja, maybe? I'm trying to think of another group of people that would be actively pursuing... Rand in this in the TV series in the books it's just Forsaken and Dark Friend
1: unless the Red Aja finds him Uh uh-huh like later this season
0: yeah that's the other thing is why I was like I'm gonna kind of just kick that aside because I don't really think that that would be right Mm -hmm. like the Red Aja don't find out about Rand until Rand declares himself as the Dragon Reborn and then like they can't do anything about it then. They can... <laughs> so... Can't do anything about it then. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, yeah, I I think also Forsaken and some sort of example of talking to you. Now listen, Rand.
1: Yeah, like all of the dream sequence, dream scenarios are their chance to do really weird. Yeah. Kind of creepy stuff. Like yeah. last season it was the pulling a bat out of his gullet
0: oh my gosh did I tell you about Aiden's reaction to that I heard about it but this I mean like this
1: idea of like this bloody woman I mean that reminds me of who like some of those later seasons of true blood this uh like cult of Lilith or whatever anyways
0: yeah I was gonna say I've never watched it
1: I can't believe you've never watched True Blood.
0: Is it good? The first couple seasons are great. I yeah? Mean, oh, yeah.
1: Okay. I love the first, like, few seasons of True Blood. I loved it. It's got some oh. really fun characters. I'll have to check it out then. But I don't know, like, this bloody woman, and then, like, we had last season the bats, and then uh-huh. Perrin, yeah. gonna, like, the crap scared out of him with... Cool. Old fire eyes. Right. Scary. So I mean like this is like their opportunity to go really dark and really weird and really creepy with all yeah. of these dream scenarios. Yeah. I mean, man, I really hope they keep the bubbles of evil too because mm, they have
0: to. They have to. It would be really good. Really good. There's such good moments. They're such fun. Terrible. <laughs> moments and they would be really i mean they happen throughout the series in different places with different outcomes and they're all terrifying and if you take that out i feel like it would just be like it wouldn't be as exciting like as an audience member watching it being like oh my gosh when's the next bubble of evil happening like not knowing if like someone's chair tilting in the corner is like someone just moving, or is it a bubble of evil? You know? Yeah. Keep yeah. it. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. I
1: want Tracy, that. did you yes, know that darling? there are people who hate Swan Sanchez's gold <gasps> look?
0: Is this when I say they're wrong again? The audacity. Wrong! Oh my gosh! What? I need to stop
1: How? Oh. <laughs> hey. you're, al- you're allowed to dislike what you dislike <laughs> but on this Seriously. occasion <laughs> it's inviting
0: words here at road to Tarpa. <laughs> I am I am speechless I am sputtering what I'm staring at it right now I am staring at it right now really Yeah, like, I okay, like,
1: so I used to live really close to Baden-Baden. It's where, like, Dostoevsky wrote The Gambler. It's pretty (laughs) much this town in southern Germany that's famous for its casino. Okay. And this outfit that she's wearing, Mm -hmm. like, This is what I imagine these really, really wealthy women walking out of the casino in. And, like, there's shops all along, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously where you can go to take your winnings. But Mm -hmm. it's not like Las Vegas. This is, like, rich bitch energy. Yeah. And everything that she's wearing here, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is, like, the millionaire... Russian woman with her like 80 year old husband coming out of her limo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so extravagant and elegant, and it's like everything about it. I love the headdress. It's not a crown, but it might as well be.
1: Yushanka. It looks like one of those. What's that? A Yushanka? Like, I don't know if I'm saying it the right way. Um, Look it up. It's spelled like it sounds. It's like okay. a Russian or maybe like Slavic style hat. They're usually fur hats, but they have okay. that shape Oh, to yes, them, yes, like yes, that yes.
0: That's what I was going to say. It has a really Eastern European flavor to it.
1: Do you right? know what I
0: mean? Like, I think Romanov's. Yeah. Just the opulence of a place like St. Petersburg and the nobles that lived there with jewel-encrusted. And, I mean, think about it. If this is an entirely handmade outfit, entirely, Mm -hmm. this is – I'm just going to repeat it again because you said it and I loved it so much. This is rich, bitch energy. I love it. I love it. No, I'm sorry. You can dislike it if you want to, people who do, but I'm, could you just take a second look at it? Could you like, (laughs) could you please reconsider?
1: (laughs) Reconsider for your thoughts. On the sleeves of this cape that she's wearing, it almost looks like a nautilus, like a fossilized nautilus. Mm. If we're going with like sea themes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean it totally could be something else, but just from this angle, it almost looks like
0: one of the other things that I like that they've done with the amerlin seat is that they've put her in metallics. They haven't given her a color, but they've given her reflection, like light reflection. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm heavy on the gold heavy on the silver and like reflective threads this everything about her just kind of like shines and glows a little bit and so she's not one color she is the absorption and reflection of all the colors and i think that that's that was a really cool move to take i'm really curious to see what this looks like without the cape on it me too Because those sleeves underneath, yeah, I want to see what this looks like. Because I feel like I might want this outfit. (laughs) Right? Right? Those long sleeves underneath, those gloves that she's wearing. And too, when she takes the hat off, like, I
1: bet she, Mm. you know what? I bet, like, Mm. I can imagine her taking this hat piece off. Mm-hmm. And it having, like, this very down-to-earth, sensible hairstyle underneath. Right
0: underneath it. It's just, like, mm-hmm. a braid coiled around the back of her head twice. Yeah. Like something <laughs> super easy. She's like, that thing is heavy enough. I mm-hmm. did not need an elaborate do to go along with
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. That's just, I mean, it's Swan Sanche. She's yeah. not. This is, like, the look that someone puts her in this is the look that the mm -hmm. dress and seamstress makes for her knowing that she has to leave the tower and do something and meet with some important person this is not the outfit that swan sanche wants to wear
0: no no not at all but do you think she's still using the seamstress from new spring since she's the best seamstress in (laughs) tarvalan yes if that seamstress (laughs) is still alive yes (laughs) <laughs> and she's like i'm going to make it as ridiculously opulent as i possibly can swan because i know you hate that <laughs> <laughs> you've come a long way uh that would be so funny if that were like actually like a little a little fan fiction moment that that's what's happening Swan right? the seed is still being tormented by her, seamstress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by her seamstress. That is the spin-off that I'm I'm here for. Season two. If there's no seamstress. Total spin-off. disappointment.
0: Total disappointment. Yeah.
1: You know what would be better than a sad moraine What an angry seamstress?
0: <laughs> there's an entire scene of it. That'd be so fun. I
1: don't know. There's there's a lot of really like interesting changes and differences and Mm -hmm. I know like a lot of people are trying to map out you know what they think season two is gonna go like and I think for the first time you know with season one I felt like I had a pretty good idea of what was gonna happen and for the most part it was you know like that of course there were some things missing but for Mm -hmm. the most part it didn't stray too far yeah but I think season two is just going to be wildly different. Besides, I Besides, you know, the women in Tar and Perrin and the gang off on their own.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm really excited about is like, it's like they're finding their feet. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that got kind of like bumped and changed from the end of season one that this is still... Wheel of Time, but this is like unexplored Wheel of Time for, I mean, I think probably all of us, I guess, is safe to say if we're if we're willing to be open to it, I guess is like the the thing because I know that changes like this can be hard for people who have like a very specific headcanon but yeah. I'm, f- I'm for it. I think if we can create something that's even... I don't know, if we can create, like, the visually artistic version of what Robert Jordan created in his written works, then I think that that's, like, the best Mm -hmm. testament that can be done. And the material's there for it. Like, there's a reason why people read all 14 fucking books. They're good! They're really good! So it's like... They have everything they need, and I feel like they're picking up all of these pieces as they're going along, and we're going to get to see... Like, I'm actually just, like, really excited to see a lot of the young actresses shine. I think that the fact that this is a much more... Even from the books, it's a much more gender equal closer to equal representation than the majority of sci-fi fantasy books get and you get so often where the women are like no I got it Mm -hmm. oh you don't think so I mean from like the 90s I would say yeah from the from the 90s yeah yeah I, I would say that modern fantasy is probably like miles ahead of that but like when I was a kid reading fantasy you know it was usually very masculine-based, and Wheel of Time was relatable to me because so often it was a 16-year-old girl who was off on an adventure, and I was like, I'm a 16-year-old girl sitting in a library.
1: <laughs> on your own adventure.
0: On my own adventure. It was great. I mean, there's there's so much love about this, and I'm, I'm really happy. There's a lot of love here, it feels like. Is that too much to say? Is that too cheesy? <laughs> no okay but what i will
1: say is how do you feel about wrapping it up
0: here i think that's a perfect place to end it all right
1: thanks so much for joining us we will continue to release new episodes every wednesday we would love if you would subscribe to the podcast leave us reviews and share us with your friends in the wheel of time community
0: Let us know what you thought of our content, correct us, send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes.
1: We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop.
0: So until next week,
1: thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalan.